Welcome to Piano Beautiful Stories. I'm your host, Jessica Romisher. This podcast is brought to you by PianoBeautiful.com, where you can find my piano music CDs, downloadable MP3s, custom-created music, videos, and much more, and by InDuetWithGod.com, where you can read excerpts from my award-winning memoir, In Duet With God, The Story of a Lifelong Friendship. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Episode 2 of Piano Beautiful Stories. This episode is called A Moment of Innocence. On April 26, 2015, my memoir, In Duet with God, The Story of a Lifelong Friendship, was published. It took me four years to write it, and it took me 45 years to realize that I had to write it. To realize that I'd been raised by someone so extraordinary, indeed, saintly, that I'd ultimately craft this story about her life and mine. The person to whom I'm referring is named Flora, a diminutive woman hardly five feet tall, a woman who came to care for me as my nanny when I was a child. Flora had long brown hair and soft eyes, an easy laugh, and a thick South American accent. We often spoke in broken English, interspersing our sentences with hand gestures pointing to this thing and that. She'd clean and cook and tend the garden and care for me, greeting me with happiness and delight when I arrived home on the school bus each afternoon. So fast forward 45 years, and here's how the writing of my memoir actually began. I was living in the Berkshires of Western Massachusetts, Flora was living in New York City. She was now in her 80s and I in my early 50s. One day, Flora called me and said she was very worried. She thought something was wrong. She'd fallen suddenly on the sidewalk. Miraculously, she didn't think she'd broken anything, but why did she just collapse like that? She'd come back to her room alone and needed to see a doctor. She wasn't quite sure what to do. I immediately traveled to see her, taking the train to Grand Central Station. I took a taxi the mile of city blocks to Flora's residence. She occupied a small room in a five-story brick building in the Chelsea neighborhood of Manhattan, a residence occupied by single women and overseen by nuns. The residence was established in the early 1900s. Even when she was working for my mom and other families, she always kept a room, her tiny apartment, at the sisters, as she called it. So when I arrived, I took Flora immediately to get a checkup at the doctor's. He was a wizened, elderly man of Greek descent who did tests of various kinds. It took almost an entire afternoon. Thankfully, he said finally she was okay, but I was still worried and so was Flora. Concerned for Flora's well-being, over the coming months I found myself making trips to see her more and more. 
I'd sometimes stay overnight, sleeping in the guest quarters on the second floor, above the little chapel in which the nuns still prayed. The guest room had three single beds. Usually, I was the only one staying there, and there were simple chests of drawers, a little fridge, and floor-to-ceiling double doors opening onto the century-old wrought iron fire escape. The accommodations were basic, but I visited as much as I could, as often as I could, and I began to notice something. I began to notice not just my own love for Flora, which was a feeling of rekindled sweetness that I recalled from the earliest years of my childhood with her. What I began to notice was her effect on others, on the people we'd encounter each day in our little walks around the city, the cashier at our favorite cafe, the tellers at the bank, or people in the checkout line at the supermarket. Now, my book, In Duet with God, is a memoir, and it begins at the beginning of my life, and tells of Flora in those early days, continuing on through the years. But the chapter, the experience that began it all, that initiated the process of writing, that made me realize I had to tell this story, is the one I'm about to read to you now. Penned on the train, coming home from New York City on a spring day in 2011. The chapter is called The Electronic Salesman. Every week or two, I visited Flora in New York City. She was retired by then and occupied a small room filled with plants. On her dresser, a picture of the Virgin Mary, one that I remember from my youth, was set amidst prayer cards, colored beads, and dried palm leaves. During my visits to her, we had tea at her favorite cafe or walked around the city neighborhood or went to Flora's church a few blocks away. One afternoon, we were shopping for a CD player. Flora loves music and wanted to play the new recording I'd given her. It was a CD of the Misa Criolla, a haunting piece of choral music from Argentina performed by Mercedes Sosa, one of South America's greatest singers. Flora first heard the Misa Criolla in the 1970s. My mom had given her the record, and we all loved it. When I saw the CD for sale, I had to purchase it for Flora and hear the music again myself.
Because Flora CD player was broken, we decided to shop for a new one in an electronic store nearby. We entered and were surrounded by gleaming metal cabinets lined with digital clocks and cameras. The sales staff, mostly young Latino men, were standing around waiting for the next customer. One man greeted us. He showed us several players and explained to Flora in Spanish the differences between them. Now Flora is tiny, as I'd mentioned, and sometimes people would look at her quizzically. She asked the salesman lots of questions and talked very fast. She wasn't sure which player to choose. I could see that he was getting impatient, and his annoyance made me self-conscious. I had the impulse to stop Flora and pick out a model myself, but I didn't. Then, as Flora chatted to the salesman, I noticed something unusual. He became curious. It seemed to be an interesting experience for him. I began to relax. Gradually, the atmosphere in the store changed. There was a feeling of light sweetness. Everything outside, the cars, the taxis, and the people walking by, dissolved into the background. Flora laughed with delight as the salesman packed up the CD player she'd chosen. We paid him and said goodbye. As we walked out the door, Flora turned suddenly to the young man and said something in Spanish. She was facing away from me, so I couldn't hear what it was. But when I turned to look, the man stood easefully. He was smiling and appeared young, like a boy and free. Spending time with Flora made me less self-conscious. That sweetness was changing me just as it changed the young man in the electronic store. Now, can you recall a moment like this? when you observed, perhaps unexpectedly, a smile, a look of wonder or delight on another's face. Innocence is a most precious of human qualities, and it can easily be missed. Have you seen it yourself or felt it? Feel free to share your experience of a moment of innocence with me. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Piano Beautiful Stories. If you did, please subscribe to this podcast and refer your friends too. You can connect with me at pianobeautiful.com and the website for my memoir, induetwithgod.com. On both websites, through your donation, you'll be able to help me bring more inspiring stories and interviews to the world. Thanks again for tuning in and my very best wishes to you.